Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. Good morning. Welcome to the Circle of Friends. This is Joanne. I'm here with Carol. And we've had Bernie with us, uh, Bernie Torrance with us, Monday and Tuesday. Today's Wednesday, and we're introducing Roger Schuler to the program. Good to be here. So, Roger, it's wonderful to have you yeah, here. Thank it you. has been an interesting week. Yeah, and it's been exciting. It has All been the so good news we've been good hearing. news. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am so ready for good news. Uh, I'm, I'm just about sick and tired of the TV as a whole. Uh, (laughs) There's not much on there that is uplifting. And uh, so it is so wonderful to hear that there's good things happening in our world. There's good things happening in Ohio. And uh, I I love the topic of uh, the setting the captives free this week. And we've talked a lot about the captives in prisons, but man, there's a lot of people out there who are in their own prisons without bars. And uh, there is freedom for all. I went to, Joanna, we were talking about Isaiah 61 this week. And I have, this um, comes from Beth Moore. So I just wanted to read this to get our day going. But she said, Christ came to set the captives free, no matter what kind of yoke binds them. He came to bind up the brokenhearted, no matter what broke the heart. He came to open the eyes of the blind, no matter what veiled their vision. And so it's exciting to me to hear about, not only we're talking about prisons, prisons, prisoners, how people are changed inside the prison, how those who are going into the prison are changed. But no matter what has broken the heart, no matter what has bound people, veiled them, Christ has come to set them all free, whether behind the bars or outside the prison walls. And so that's exciting. It's good news this week. It is definitely good news. We're going to keep on going with some good news. So this week, Bernie, you've been talking to us about the um, uh, the prisons, and we've been kind of narrowed it down now. We've been talking about the prisons in Ohio and some mm-hmm. of the things that are happening. And so Roger is here today. So introduce us to Roger and tell us how he fits into this. Well, Roger uh, and I first begin working in drug recovery program uh down in Lancaster as well. It's called The Refuge. And uh, we were down doing roundtables with people that had uh, gone through the process of recovery from drug addiction. And so this morning, we were on a bridge. I'll never forget it. We were doing a a quick little video. And Roger started talking about the roundtable. And I saw just God place an anointing on him. He comes from, you know, he's an athlete. He comes from Iowa, uh, a family business guy. But uh, the people all just related to him. And and again, many people in, in incarcerated are athletes. I mean, there's a lot of incredible uh, athletes that are there. So I watched his gift. And then all through the state of Ohio, he's been uh, welcomed into the academy there in Columbus. And then Mansfield, uh, he has pioneered a program there called DREAM as a global priority specialist. Uh, it was done. It's the only program we have that is done by the facility itself. It's not done through the chaplain or it's not done through a church. It's done through the programming of a gal named Katie and uh, Caitlin. And she said that that we're going to teach these inmates to dream again. And so that's what Roger's bringing us today is Man, how... Man, what an idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, you forget that people... You know, you think about going to prison, it would be kind of easy to quit dreaming, especially about anything good. I mean, it seems like it would be... 
yeah, that would just be heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, Bernie's been talking about dream, but what really dream is an acronym? It's a driving rehabilitation effectively at Mansfield Correction Facility, and this was birthed out of Caitlin Bunchu, who was a social worker there. And it's interesting how God works because He took a, an inmate that had been going through the roundtables at the Lancaster Prison, and He got moved to the Mansfield prison and he started doing round tables there at the Mansfield prison and he started attracting a lot of other inmates were doing this program with him. So Caitlin being the social worker checked in with him and said hey what are you doing and uh, proceeded to tell her about the round table and everything and she was uh, curious about that and she uh, contacted Tim Reed who was the lieutenant working in the Lancaster prison who was doing these round tables and then Tim gave me the her gave her my contact information. She contacted me and wanted to know more about the Global Priority Solutions. I told her about it, and then they just took it and ran with it. And we might just reintroduce people who are tuning in today to what the roundtable is. The roundtable is uh, a discussion. It's a two-way discussion. It's not one way. A lot of times we hear teaching or preaching or, you know, we have somebody lecturing. But a roundtable is a discussion around a table, kind of like we're doing today here on the radio. But they're around the principles of God, from God's Word, from the book of Proverbs. So when, Roger, you're talking about roundtables, that's what you're referring to, just so our listeners can kind of catch mm-hmm. up with the week that we've been so, having. So basically what happens is you're sitting at a round table and you're discussing a principle. So the principle for the day might be generosity. And so as a discussion, you have reading material that you read through, and then you discuss the principle of generosity, and then you learn how to apply that to your life. So when these people who are in prison are studying things like dependability and hard work, uh, they're learning about something that is going to change who they are, whether they're in prison or out of prison. Yes, and that, that's what actually happened to me. I was introduced to the roundtables in January of 2013. And I'd been a Christ follower for almost 40 years my whole life, and I just felt like I was kind of wandering a little bit. But I got locked into these roundtables, and it, it changed my life because... It was, I think, roundtables, it's a system that allows you a track to run on, a system that can help you really practically change your life. And once I got a taste of that, I know your dad, John, always said they get a hook. Well, I got a triple treble hook in my mouth. And, and when I get excited about something, because I'm a sales guy, I'm, I'm a pastor, and, and so I got excited about it. I wanted to tell everybody about the roundtables, and I wanted to help them be transformed and change like I was through this system. So that's why I love to go around training people to be roundtable facilitators uh, wherever they're using these. And these, we've talked about it, but these roundtables, they work in any environment they're all about relationships so whether it's family environment a business environment wherever they work and Mm -hmm. they're tried and true because they're based upon the word of god Mm -hmm. so that's that's Mm -hmm. how i you know god created us as social beings and as social beings we have other people we interact with other people and we all have people who kind of can rub us the wrong way and when they rub us the wrong way we can react in ways that are not christ-like and so as you're studying these principles you're, you start seeing in yourself this is where i fall short this is why this bothers me and you know we talked yesterday with bernie and bernie you were talking about how you can boss yourself and um i, I still i love that phrase and so you learn that in order for me to overcome this i have to boss myself i have to take charge and make the change for myself so, but I want to hear more about this dream. Yeah. Uh, what's actually happening in the prisons with this? Well, 
went after the social worker got got a hold of me um she had a she had a a vision i guess and, and her dream was to put in something like the round tables to help the men uh, be transformed into change and uh she was wanting to do that prison wide and now we've never done anything in um in Ohio that I'm aware of where these roundtables are led by the inmates. We've always had churches coming in and then they would lead the roundtables, but I'm the believer that the indigenous people are the ones that are going to be the most mm -hmm. effective in driving sure. change because they're part of that process. They're part of that mm -hmm. culture, as Bernie has talked about. So that's where where we feel that it's you're going to get the most bang for your buck, so to speak. And so we're, we're kind of tracking this um, very carefully, but where we're at right now with this, Joanne, is that um, they are in the third phase. With global priorities, they can choose custom values. So they can pick 10 and 10 and 10. And now they have picked the first three modules, and they're working through those. And so that, that's what they like, too, is that they have the freedom to pick the values that they think would be best for that, that culture of that mm -hmm. prison. So they're in the into the the third phase of that right now and uh i've done i've trained three different times over at mansfield i'm going to go again on september 6th for the fourth time and it's it's really interesting to see how this is changing not only the inmates but uh, bernie had talked when we we sat down with caitlin earlier this summer uh and she's a transformed changed person because we we couldn't get her to stop talking she was just sharing so many stories about the transformation and the change and uh, so so we we just really want to embrace her and help her but it's really fun for people because we always talk about well we hear what's going on in alabama or nevada or wherever mm -hmm. Well, here it is right in our own backyard, sure. and this is Ohio. And what I, what I want people to do is, is we're doing this so well that people are going to come to Ohio and say, hey, what are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. here it is. Here, here's how we run this. The Dream Project is something that, that you can benefit from. Now, the key to this, it's already starting to go, I, I don't want to say viral, but there's a facility down in Lebanon, which is just north of Cincinnati. They've caught wind of what the Dream Project is doing in Mansfield, so they want to know more information about that. Uh, and so I'm waiting to get a call from them. But So again, that's how God's working. It just, it's blowing in the wind, and people are catching it and wanting to be a part of that. So uh, we find that that's, that's really exciting. But for me, the key to that is is Caitlin, the social worker. Um, this is kind of her, her baby. She's an entrepreneur, I would say. It was her, her project, and she took it and she ran with it. But um, she's been a bulldog on how this stuff works because uh, she has a sign-up sheet for this dream project. And so when she gets that list, she vets these uh, inmates to make sure that they've shown that they can do this or they will do this and they want to do that. So she kind of vets them into the program. Um, and then they have to have 100% participation to get their certificate. So 10 weeks, you miss one, you're out. You don't get your certificate. Ouch. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. ouch. And in prisons, we, outside of prison, I learned this with Bernie, a certificate is like a piece of gold to those guys. Uh, to me, a piece of paper doesn't really mean that much. But to them, it means everything because they put that certificate in their file to help them maybe look better when they come up for parole or they can get days mm -hmm. off of their sentence. So that's the, that's the hook that she has to use that to keep them in it. And she has pretty much... Uh, 100% retention rate with that with those people. We all like to see results of what we're doing. Um, I, I guess for me, it's like I, I come from a farming background. Of course, being in Berlin, Ohio, that's very easy to talk about. But it's fun to see the seed that you plant 
and then it, it, it grows up to be a plant and then it produces the actual fruit. And so for me, it's, I guess what I've been doing is, um, enjoying i've been enjoying the fruits but the roots had to be planted first so and then there's some patience involved yeah there's patient mm-hmm. patience involved with that so for me it's it's been it's been good then to see like i say whoever gets involved with these roundtables they're changed and even uh the caitlin bunchu the social worker over at mansfield uh, i don't know if she attends those but she has been changed because the guys that she's interacting with are changed mm-hmm. um and so when I hear stories like that, how it's changed the prison, in fact, they shared, she shared a story with Bernie and I, because there, um, there are some very talented and very gifted people in prisons. Uh-huh. Um, so, Bernie, you've been involved in this as well? Yes, yes. This was uh, such a natural extension, but that, that creative, because uh, he said DREAM is an acronym, but that's what hit me when I heard about what was happening when people with an artistic gift were re-released. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and in her office... Um, she, the, the, one, several of the inmates that were in the roundtable program, they were very artistic. They could paint very well, and they painted a mural on her wall. And I can't remember, Bernie, they painted her favorite, uh, was it a bird, I think a goldfinch or a cardinal or whatever, on the wall, and she said it was just beautiful. So so when I hear stories like that, Carol, that's what kind of gets me mm-hmm. jacked up and, and ready to go. You know, it hit me just now that when a prison is re- prisoner is released, that's when they're paroled or they're out. But in that case, the gift was released mm-hmm. inside the prison. Inside the artist the prison. became an artist again. Uh-huh. You know, the mm-hmm. preacher becomes a preacher again. Maybe he had never preached a sermon, but, mm-hmm. but, but the gift is released. I never saw it because release is such a prison term. Mm-hmm. So we deal in the psychometric part. They'll say pre-release or release. Are they ready to be released? The releasing is taking place. Week by week. It is so amazing. And I'm thinking about how this impacts families. I just, it's just overwhelming to actually try to wrap your mind around everything that's happening. Well, this scripture, I was reading this earlier and it just um, struck me, Bernie, in Psalm 68, it says, God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been places in my Mm -hmm. life where that creativity Mm -hmm. was totally stopped Mm -hmm. in my life. And it took healing. It took release from that prison. When you said that, I thought that is amazing because like there's times in my life I couldn't play the piano anymore. I couldn't, I didn't have a song in my heart. I didn't have something creative. So to dream again, that is, that is for us as people to think about how when we come into healing, when that's released in our life, that is a release from mm-hmm. not just from something, but to something. How oh, beautiful, that's beautiful that is. Ooh. Absolutely beautiful. A place mm-hmm. of prosperity. Mm-hmm. A place of prosperity in our creativity, mm-hmm. in our workplace. Well, it's just like we've minds. been saying, you don't have to be behind bars no. uh, to be captive. And, you know, when you when you have that release and, you, and the music comes back, uh, I mean, I, I try to picture myself. I've always dreamed of playing the piano. I just like to learn to play it once. So, <laughs> but to to feel like the creativity part of you has been stifled, and then to see that blossom again and to prosper again, mm. it's such a beautiful picture. And Roger, when you said that, it's mm. like for them, not only it's like they're doing that for themselves i mean they're benefiting from that but then to see that that caitlin i think that's her name is how she's blessed Mm -hmm. how we generosity comes those virtues are released love joy 
peace, you know, we talked about virtues of several weeks back, how those are released in that freedom from captivity in our hearts, our spirits. Well, I just can't, I can't even kind of imagine the change in the atmosphere in a prison. Yeah, well, I, again, I'm, I see it personally with, with Caitlin, but she's telling us about these different inmates that they're in the roundtables, the, the change that, that is coming from that. And um, I'm believing, um, you know, I, I think Zechariah chapter 4, either verses 8 or 10, it says, Do not despise small beginnings. Mm-hmm. The Lord rejoices when he sees the work began, begin. And the work has begun in Mansfield. And I know that he's going to continue to bless it because mm-hmm. we're going into that fourth phase. I mean, uh, she wants this to be a, a, a program prison-wide. That's mm-hmm. her. That's her dream. That's what her percentage religion. of the prisons is involved now? Is it just a small percentage at this point? I would go ahead, Bernie. We're in 23, 23 facilities now, uh, but this dream project is the first one that is driven in programming. That's our prayer again this week uh, with the lieutenant governor is that they can see this as part of their programming. So how do people get involved? Like what what could can someone be involved and in how? Like those of us who are in the general population. Um, I know that, Roger, you help churches to engage in the process. How does that work? Well, there's uh, there's a couple of churches I work with locally, Faith Family out of Canton, Ohio. As Bernie's mentioned, they, they do a lot of, of things uh, through prisons. And so if people want to get involved, I mean, they can get involved through that church. Uh, there's the Word Church up in Cleveland that I've, I've done training up there as well for those people because they're going into the Grafton area and doing work there. So I guess it's, it's there's, my, 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 it would be get the word out to other churches that want to be involved with this. I mean, it's something that once you learn the roundtable uh, methodology, then you can go wherever to do this. But my prayer is that we would be, get churches closer to these facilities that would want to start these programs. And so for me, uh, that's that's where I would go uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is all, again, just good news, very good news. So, Roger, tell us more. We're still, we're all ears. Okay. I think the best thing that I can help people with, I've talked about the five steps, a process of, of the roundtables. And one of my mentors, uh, Mike Poulin, who is part of Global Priorities, and he's been with Bernie for 30 years, I think, or roughly whatever. But, but he said, he says, people ask me all the time, what makes a good facilitator? Mike says, I, it's simply someone that can follow instructions, that they follow the five-step process. I've been involved with, with roundtables with people that I've trained, and I've watched it kind of just come off the rails, and it's not nearly as effective. So the five steps really are, the first is, is you review. You review last week what your action step was and what your rating was for that week, where wherever you mm-hmm. land, one to ten is the rating, ten being best, one being the worst. And so then you go into the, the reading, you read the principle, and as they're reading, they underline something that speaks to them. And then they do the respond, and that's where what spoke to them, they share with that, and then they do what we call the action step box. They, they fill out all these different questions. It gives them a specific action for that week. And then there's to uh, read that principle every day. And so that's the five-step process. And so the key to that, though, is that they follow that five-step process, that the facilitator is part of the process. And so you don't have to know anything. It's not like being a small group leader. I used to be a pastor. You can't get people to be a small group. Oh, i got to have a degree in theology and all that. No, all you have to know in a roundtable is the process. Mm-hmm. Follow so, the instructions. Yeah, follow yeah. the instructions, and yeah. then you just and you facilitate the process, mm-hmm. a roundtable mm-hmm. facilitator. I never look at the principal value until I do that day. 
Okay, so I do online uh, coaching and I do mentoring for new coaches. And one of the biggest problems that I see is people have no clue how to set a good action step. You know, they have intentions but not actions. Mm -hmm. In the prison system, how does that work? Like I try to picture what kind of action steps are they taking in prison? You know, what, what um, you know, because they're dealing with a, a different community. Are they setting action steps to heal their families or to, you know, wh where are they going with that? Well, from what I've experienced over at Mansfield, again, uh, Bernie and I went over there and we kind of, we, we talked to the men. We asked them what was most impactful. And, and one of the men that spoke up, it was the, it was a value of, of attitude. And he said it was really interesting uh with that attitude, we really went deep. We didn't. We didn't think we would, but if I was facilitating that particular roundtable, then as a, a facilitator, I want to help them. Well, is there somebody that you have a, a, a struggle with with your mm -hmm. attitude? A who? And then we. It's it's a where. Well, where? Well, in prison. It's in prison, but mm -hmm. it might be in a cell, a different cell block or wherever. Mm -hmm. And then and then it's a, a when. Is there a when? And then there's there's the who. Or, mm -hmm. or, or, yeah, that's the five. Or the what, I'm sorry, yeah, it's the, the what. what. Mm -hmm. And so you help them walk those those W's through, and then they're very specific. So I picture that there's healing between prisoners because there's got to be conflict in the prisons. And, I mean, if there's murders in prisons, there's obviously <laughs> conflicts. And so you would see that there's a lot of healing happening just amongst the prisoners themselves. I might mention that that's one of the metrics that they found is the actual violent outbreaks um, uh, have been reduced. And so that's one of the uh, measurable things uh, in, in Lancaster, a 25% reduction in violence. And that was measured in broken jaws because if, the, if somebody breaks someone's jaw, that means they've got to go to the hospital, you've got to redo, you've got a, a correction it's officer. A, it's gone. a big event. It's yeah. a big event. And it costs a lot of money. And so mm -hmm. they can quantify that if we can lower those reductions. And so, mm -hmm. and forgiveness is always, mm -hmm. all when they get to forgiveness, because that's when it totally mm -hmm. opens up. So it's. Yeah. I see that online too, you know, but it is, I just think that action step is so important. Um, and it is one of the hardest things for me to teach a coach and, yeah. you know, I mean, make sure that you drive home that action step. I might mention the, the he called them the W's, who, what, when, and where. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that if you have those, that's the action because you're going to come back next week and report on that action step. Mm -hmm. That was step one. So. And mm -hmm. one thing that I've seen is that each value, each principle, each value brings an awareness. So if it's generosity, if it's attitude, if it's forgiveness, if it's whatever that is, it brings an awareness to us as we read, underline, talk about that value. And then the action step is linked to the awareness that comes into mm -hmm. your own life. So that action step can be specific on, hey, I'm going to be on time to my meeting tomorrow, or mm -hmm. I'm going to be... You know, it's very specific. There's this, I, I had a virtual round table where a lady made an action step. She, uh, the, the value was generosity and she was having a struggle with relationship with her sister. And she said this week, I am going to call my sister. I'm going to talk to her for 10 minutes without, you know, trying to bridge this, bridge this, um, uh, conflict that they had. And so it was just her very first round table. She went right at it with this action step. And I'm assuming that's what people in the prisons are doing as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. All right. Well, you know, we're coming to the end of another day. So, listener, come back. Join us tomorrow because we're going to find out what a good day is in prison. So thank you for joining us. We will be back again tomorrow here in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to OpenTheWordPodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from modern farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.